Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week I'm going to do a show with just myself. Originally I was making a list of different tasks I do for running my real estate business in the bo- across the border. The reason I was doing it was so that I could try to automate as much of this whole process as possible. But I thought, you know what, this actually might be really interesting for some of the listeners who have the fear of going across the border and they're not sure about what everything I do every month and what, what's actually involved in doing this cross-border thing. In this episode, I'm not going to get into acquisitions and searching for lenders. I'm talking about once you have the property stabilized, meaning that the reno is complete, uh, the tenants are living in the property, property management is set up. So once everything is good is what we're going to talk about. So what I do want to talk about is dealing with your property management and running like a day-to-day business and what the tasks specifically are that I do every month. I also wanted to do this show to get back to talking about U.S. real estate instead of uh, what we've been doing a lot recently was with general real estate, like a lot of real estate that applies to Canadians and Americans, which was a little broader, but I wanted to sort of pinpoint down a little bit more just for one or two more episodes here. So let's just get into it. So what I do, I usually... I usually wait until about halfway through the month just because sometimes the rent won't be in from whatever or they haven't done their deposits or the property management just just to have everything all lined up. But then I log in. Um, What I do first is I check my U.S. credit card and I want to verify what's on the card. The, The typical things I see on my American credit card every month are my Google Drive fees because I pay to store this podcast up online i just i've got to a point where i don't like to have hard drives anymore my internet that i use for my house because it's related to my business i use it for the podcast i use it for searching for properties is complete write-off so i write off my personal internet in canada using u.s credit card the reason i do that same with the google drive is the same thing and same with my cell phone I do that because then I have a price in Canada and the U.S. because the credit card will do a conversion and then I will pay the credit card all these funds with my U.S. funds profit from my U.S. real estate. So if I want to write this off in Canada and the U.S., I now have a bank statement or I guess a credit card statement that shows the amount in Canadian and the amount in American. So I, it's much easier to write it off, and so that's why I do it that way. Um, yeah, typically that's the only three things that are on the credit card. So it'll be a Google Drive fee, my internet, and my cell phone. There will be other things sometimes. Oh, and a monthly meal. As I've mentioned in many other podcasts, I run an LLC LC structure for my real estate, And because of that, I, by law, I'm supposed to meet monthly with each of the shareholders or um, partners in the LP. So my wife is the partner, and we go out for dinner every month, and I write that off on the American credit card as well. And what the trick to making this legit in case you ever get audited is to keep 
a, a book have a know what you were talking about have minutes about what the agenda was going to be and what you guys talked about and that will solidify the whole thing so that there's it's not just you going out for dinner don't take your kids don't have uh kids meals on the bill because that will also flag the irs and canada revenue to say that this probably wasn't a really a real business meeting so once i've checked my credit card over i create an expense report and i do it as if i am an employee like just for like my day-to-day -day job if i had expenses i would write them off to the company so you have to think of it as like an employee writing your expenses off and i have like my wife signs off as the authority person on the statement so that's how i keep everything straight that way that takes about 10 minutes because <laughs> i'm just literally typing in a few things into an expense report and and then i once i've done that i have the expense report i send an email and i get money transferred from my uh, llc bank account to my personal bank account because the credit card I have is an American credit card but it's a personal American credit card so I don't pay it directly with the LLC because like I said before I file uh, an expense report to the LLC and so then the company like my LLC will then pay me that expense amount and then I pay the credit card with it just like I'm an employee so that that's the whole thing I hope that made some sense to somebody um, and then I pay the credit card and all the emails that I send back and forth for transferring money or doing anything, I make a paper trail of everything. So my like subject line will be expense report for the month ending March 2018, for instance. So after I do that, I want to update my budget or my income statement for the property. So basically, I just want to make sure that the rent is what I expected and the deposits match the statements from the property manager. So to sum that down, basically I'm going to get a piece of paper from the property manager saying, uh, this is what your rent was. Uh, this is the property management fee we're taking off. Most property managers have an additional $2 fee or $4 fee, somewhere in there, for the electronic transfer that they take off every month. After that, it'll be if there was anything that broke and was repaired, and that'll be on there. And so what I want to do is take any repairs that were done, put them in my income statement, and put in the rent and everything else It's just to match it up. So that's another... I don't know, we'll say 10 minutes, if that. For the people who are like regular listeners, I just had a podcast episode a couple weeks ago with uh, Kayla, and I talked about how I like to have everything um, run evenly every month. I like to have it predictable. So I also have it automatically set up so that I have, uh, I can't even remember the percentage, but I take money out of the account every month and throw it into a savings account and it's not that I want to save money or, uh, you know, because I know it's a terrible way to actually put money, but it's just to have a separate account that holds money for my CapEx fund and money for to pay my accountant whenever tax time comes and any renewals for the uh, LLC. I also do, I, I call it like my budget and my income statement I, I'll interchangeably use, but on my income statement, I have, I just do it in rows in a spreadsheet and the I, I predict out for at least the year how everything's going to run and it should run fairly smoothly 
really for my American real estate, if we're not talking about getting into acquisitions and searching for lenders and running my podcast and doing all the other things, that is pretty much it I do for the American stuff. So it's not a lot of time. And I said like 10 minutes for each of those tasks, which is probably, it, it probably takes me slightly longer than that, but I'm also doing it for, I'm not doing one property, I'm doing multiple properties. And I get found it gets a little bit more complicated when you have property managers that are managing multiple properties for you because they'll make one deposit and then the uh, expense statement you get from them uh, the property manager will be a little bit more complicated because there's multiple properties all together and it's one deposit and so compared to my Canadian real estate there is a lot fewer things for properties that are stabilized that I do um, I know that a lot of this stuff I could go get property management to do in Canada and it would close off a lot of these things but for instance I know these are not hard tasks but in Canada I have to pay my property taxes four times a year for each property whereas in the United States property taxes are part of the mortgage payment um, same with my insurance is part of the mortgage payment a lot of the note people want it in there because that way they can ensure the insurance is paid and they can ensure the property taxes are paid so it's just a little bit safer for them which it's actually I would prefer to pay it myself so I can't really say this is that much of a nuisance the the big one is in Canada I have to collect the rent from the tenants which is um, fun I have one property that they pay me in chunks throughout the month so I have to keep updating my books and keep checking the bank account throughout the month rather than just checking a mortgage statement or sorry checking a property management statement and just matching it up once <laughs> so it, it that just because I have one property that is being problematic as of the last couple months for tenant turnover in Canada I do pretty much most of it myself uh, so there's like painting magic erasing the walls just to get rid of the scuffs washing everything fridges are disgusting um, yeah I, I do a lot of it myself I'm I'm doing a tenant turnover actually right now and I'm I'm outsourcing some of it I'm finally <laughs> I usually do this all myself but I'm outsourcing all the cleaning so I'm hiring cleaning ladies or I mean that I'm hiring cleaning people to come in and, and do all the cleaning of the baseboards and the fridges and stuff like that because I've just had enough of doing that. Um, did I mention collecting rent? I hate collecting rent, and that's one thing I do do myself in Canada. Um, taking maintenance requests, uh, finding maintenance people to do the calls, or just going and doing them myself because it's usually something simple. And when it's in the same city as me it's really hard for me to let go and just pay someone to go do it also in Canada the prices are phenomenally higher for uh, plumbers electricians any sort of general trade you want someone to go do something simple it's gonna cost way more than it does in the states I don't know why their labor is so much cheaper but it is dealing with the landlord tenant board uh, in Ontario I have to deal with that and I love spending my time with this um, not nobody does but 
that's one thing that in the states I just it's, it's these are a lot of things that just property management do so the reason I do it all myself in Canada but in the states I have property management that will do it or hire someone to do it for me and it's just it's it's, it's not on my mind at all it just gets done and dealt with I just give them a threshold of how much is my maximum before they have to call me that's basically running the American real estate and compared to my Canadian real estate. Um, other things I do are I create a podcast episode every single week. Uh, each interview takes me about 30 minutes to record it, and I cut it down to 15 or 20 minutes. So it's about an hour of editing time. Another thing I do is I talk to listeners. So I probably meet with pretty close to about one a week. Uh, people who listen to the show and I go out for coffee or a beer or some food and yeah talk real estate so if you are in the Cambridge area I am open to going for a hangout for a short time about three or four times a year I go do a speaking gig so I went to Luke Boyron's one I think that was my most recent one how does this podcast get monetized and speaking gigs nothing I don't really get paid for them at all uh, i don't get paid for the podcast i don't get paid for the speaking gigs i guess sometimes depending on the thing i get some gift cards or something small but really it's karma i totally believe that if i just keep putting it out there opportunities will come back to me i'm just doing this out of the goodness of my heart and it usually leads to like relationships and partnerships with people on some real estate another thing i do is i read a book a month and I listen to podcasts regularly. And when I say I read a book a month, I probably read a book a year, but or maybe two a year. But I listen to a book a month. Anyway, I, I do a lot of driving, so I put on books while I'm driving. So that's how I usually do it. Another thing I do is I have an accountability buddy. So uh, Matt Geertz, he is a guest on episode 12 of the show. Uh, he's a wholesaler uh, in the London St. Thomas area over there. And so we, we meet every single month and we just do it online with Skype and we, we talk about what we're going to do next month and we review what we did last month. And it's actually pretty powerful because you, you feel like you have to get all this stuff done before your meeting and both of us kind of do it differently, but we, we just make it work for what our goals are for our real estate because we're both doing different types of business. But like Matt Geertz, for instance, he's running, uh, he has virtual assistants because he's doing wholesaling. And in my opinion, wholesaling is a lot of work. And But he's doing it the right way where he's getting virtual assistants to actually do a lot of the work for him to actually, so he has a life and he's not just doing the wholesaling all the time, which actually I'm going to have to have him come back on the show to talk about virtual assistants and hiring people from other countries and the rates and everything else. But Side note, anyway, for my accountability, I also, because I'm big on goals, so I do my month that just happened, my month ahead, and then I do goals for every year on my birthday. So every March 2nd, I have what I need to accomplish in 2018, 2019, up to March 2nd, and then everything's to my birthday, so that's how I line everything up for myself. I like to keep myself fairly organized anyway. I do a personal budget and I can actually go back all the way to 2007 and category wise I could tell you what I spent every penny that I've made and did on. A little bit overkill but anyway in summary to this whole thing 
the real work is getting educated and finding deals and managing renovations. Once the tenants are in place and the property management's in place, there really isn't like a great deal of work. It's just about keeping organized for for the IRS and for the Canada Revenue and for your accountant. I know by the time this airs, I will think of another dozen things I probably do, but I this is the list I had on my phone. <laughs> well, thanks for turning in, everyone. I will talk to you again next week. Bye.